0: Happy Friday, everybody. It's time for another Full Draw Friday. This one is number 49, and I'm going to talk about trail camera data this week, which is something that me and Dusty talked about in our conversation for what's going to be Monday's episode, so you guys need to check that out when it comes out on Monday. But I mentioned that I thought I might do that for this week's Full Draw Friday, and I decided to stick with it. So I'm going to talk about how you can utilize your trail camera data from the season to help you next year, um, and then we'll get out of here. You guys can get into the weekend. So let's get into it. Mm. All right. So when I'm talking about your trail camera data. All I'm talking about is the pictures that you've basically accumulated throughout the year. So hopefully you haven't been deleting them already. I know a lot of times with cell cameras, it's easy to store them because you get them all sent to your phone. You just delete the ones off your phone that you don't want, and then they're all still saved on the card in the camera. So that's a really big thing. If you're running traditional cameras, a lot of times I think what happens is we get pictures on there, we check them all out, and then we delete them. And maybe we delete some stuff that we maybe could have kept and, and used but hopefully, even if you're doing that, you're saving those pictures of the Bucks at least. Um, because this is something that's really important to postseason scouting. And that's kind of continuing a trend of episodes that we've had here. Because there's so much you can do right now to already start preparing for next season. And this is just one of those things. You can get a lot of information from the photos that have been taken throughout the season. And I'm not talking like you got to keep every picture of every deer you got or even every picture of all the bucks you have, what I like to do usually is all the racked bucks that I get. If they're, and I'm talking like three and a half or older, unless it's like a, a not really nice two and a half year old, or he's got something interesting about him. Like uh, there's a, a year and a half old right now. That's got one spike on the other side. And then he's got like a spike with a brow tine and another point coming off in front of it on the other side. So I save that one just to see like, if I'll be able to recognize him because of that throughout the years. So that's something that is just going to be interesting to see. But most of the time, I'm keeping at least one picture because I like to set mine on a burst. So usually a two- or three-picture burst. I'll save one of those two- or three-pictures and then and move on. I'll delete the rest of them but on all the racked bucks that I get. And I'm, again, I'm talking two-and-a-half, three-and-a-half-plus for sure. I'm not saving everything. That just takes up a lot of space, and then you got to go through them all, and it becomes a real pain. And then you're not going to put in the time and you won't be efficient with the time that you're putting in actually getting the data that you need out of it. So only save the important pictures. You know you can save some of the other ones like if you've got a big field full of does, you know you can kind of get an idea. I guess uh, I, that's something I'll do as I go is analyze my doe numbers to buck numbers based on my cameras so I don't have to save those pictures. I'll just kind of make mental notes of, okay, there's this many does versus this many bucks and kind of how that plays out throughout the season. I keep mental notes of that, so I don't end up keeping those pictures. But that's something you could do as well if you wanted to dive that deep into it. But what I do is just save the rack bucks. It keeps it pretty simple. And then when it comes to sorting them, so I'll go through, save all those pictures out, delete the rest of them, and then I put them in files based on farm to start with. So whatever pictures of bucks I get from the north farm, they all go into the north farm file. And that, whether they're in the bottom field or whether they're up in the timber, or on a creek, I just put them all into that one North Farm folder on the computer. And then sometimes I will go ahead and sort. And then, of course, within that file, I can sort by date. So that's like the general, what I do is sort them by farm and then by date. And then I can go in there and kind of look through and see what I need to see. Unless I have one specific deer that's just really special or I'm really targeting, I like the shed buck from the cabin. I have a file just for him, just for pictures of him. There's there's other deer that I'll do that with sometimes too. If it's a deer that I'm, I know for sure, like I'm targeting him specifically, I'll make another separate file. That way it's just easier to go in and see that without having to, you know, go through all the other pictures of all the other bucks that are on that farm as well. I can just kind of say, okay, here's the shed buck. Here's what he did, you know, this season, the next season, yada, yada. It just makes it a little bit easier if you are targeting one specific buck. But again, at least sort by the date and by the farm. That's like a, a bare minimum. And just from that even, you can get so much information. And really, there's, there's endless possibilities when it comes to the factors that you can consider when you're talking about looking at these pictures and deciding why the deer was there on this date at this time. Some of those, you know, weather, of course, you can kind of look back A lot of the cameras nowadays will give you a temperature. It's not always 100% right. A lot of times mine are like 10, 15 degrees off, so I kind of have to take that into consideration. But in daytime pictures, of course, you can see, is it sunny? Is it cloudy? A lot of times you can tell if there's wind blowing in the pictures. That's something you, and even wind direction sometimes you can tell in a picture if you're not, you know, like taking screenshots of the weather every day throughout the season. In that case, you would obviously know what the weather was for that day. But even just looking at the picture, you can kind of tell some important things, especially with the temperature on the cameras and that kind of stuff. And whether it's sunny or cloudy, that's a big one. And obviously if it's raining or not. So that's a big one that you can take into consideration when you're looking at these. If you guys are looking for your own piece of ground to manage and hunt, Rodney Hawkins is a guy you need to talk to. He grew up hunting and fishing in Southern Illinois, and he's now putting that love for the outdoors into selling recreational properties as a land specialist with Midwest Farm and Land. Midwest Farm and Land is in your average real estate company. They do residential properties, but they also do a ton of recreational property sales as well. Rodney himself sold over $7 million worth of properties last year alone. They've got agents like him all over Illinois, so they're really a local company with a national reach. For more info on them, what might be available, or even getting your property listed if you're looking to get rid of one and maybe get into something else, you can contact Rodney directly at 618-925-3153, and he'll get you taken care of. He's also got his own company called RG Outdoors that currently has products from Radix Hunting, Tacticam Trail Cameras, Camo Dust, and he's adding new stuff all the time. So if you're interested in any of that, over their Facebook page, RG Outdoors. Email them at rgoutdoors at yahoo.com. Or again, just call Rodney directly at 618-925-3153. You can also obviously look at time of day. So is it, not only is it day or night, like there's an obvious separator there, but what time of day is it? Or even what time of night is it? Is it like an hour before daylight? And like if I have a picture of him in October and then I have some in November, is he getting closer or farther from daylight if he's at night? Like as we go deeper and the more pictures I get of him, was he close an hour from daylight in October and then 30 minutes in November or the other way around or that kind of, that you can take into consideration as well. Time of day, whether that be day or night, you know, is he more morning active on my property? Is he middle of the day? Maybe just during the rut, he's there in the middle of the day, evening active, that kind of stuff all plays into what you can look at for next season. Of course, the location, like I mentioned already, and that's not just, okay, what farm is it on, but also what setup is this camera on? Is it a fence crossing? Is it a creek crossing? Is it timber? Is it next to bedding? Is it a field edge? All that kind of stuff you can take in there as well. And then consistency. So I have some deer that will show up sporadically, like once every two or three weeks, and it's not necessarily the same, okay, he shows up this day every two weeks, right? It's like, okay, one time he'll show up for a couple days and then he'll disappear and then he'll show up two weeks later for two or three days and then he'll disappear for a month and maybe he doesn't come back. Or you also have deer that are going to be on your cameras, you know, maybe once every three days or once every two days or maybe he's on your farm. You get him almost every day for a certain stretch of the season and that goes together too. Is he, is he consistent in October and then sporadic in November and consistent again in December? Or is it flip flopped? Is he more consistent in November through the rut? All of that stuff. You can also look at time of year, like I'm kind of talking about there. Was he there more during the rut? Was he there more in the early season? Was he there more in the late season or early and late, late and during the rut? How did he use your property throughout the season? Even if that's again, He used it all year, but maybe he used it more in the early season than he did in the rut in the late season. Take all of that into account. Um, The activity is a big one, I think, that gets missed. And that's not just what I was, you know, kind of just hitting on there as far as how much am I seeing him, but what is he actually doing when he's on the camera? Is he feeding? Does it look like he's cruising? Is he just walking by? Is he running? Is he chasing does if it's November, even if it's not? Do you see him with other deer very often? That's a big one when you start to build kind of a profile on these deer and knowing how to hunt them. And then when you see them, knowing how social they are, if they like to be with other bucks, if they don't, if you see them posturing in pictures to other bucks, if maybe you never see this deer with another buck, there's a good chance, you know, he doesn't like to be around other deer. So if you grunt at him, you know, he might turn and go the other way if he's with other bucks all the time, maybe that's a deer you can grunt at. Especially, you know, if you see him posturing or if you got your video rolling on your cameras and you see him walk another deer off, you know he's probably the dominant A dominant buck in the area, so you can call to him. He'd be more receptive to that. So, that's a big one too as far as activity goes for building a specific personality for lack of a better word for a specific deer. Um another one, you know, is kind of going towards their food and their feeding habits would be crop rotations uh, or food plots. What's the acorn crop like, you know, that's stuff that changes every year. Your food plots don't necessarily, unless it's, you know, wet or dry a certain year, what kind of food plots did you have for them? What was available? Like these last two years it was dry. So if you looked at two years ago on your cameras and you had certain food plots out And they did a certain thing. Maybe last year you could go look at them and say, okay, it's similar to this year. He did this last year. He'll probably do this again this year. Based on the weather, based on the available food, crop rotation, like I mentioned, is a big one. Some deer just have a preference for corn. Some have a preference for beans. Some, you know, might just take one or the other. No matter what's closest, they might just go to that. But I think it was Forrest that we were talking to from Drury, gosh, maybe a year and a half ago now, last time we talked to him. On the podcast, he was telling us about a specific deer that they were hunting that they would have different setups for him from year to year based on what their crop rotation was around them because this deer preferred beans more than he did corn or or the other way around. I forget exactly what it was. but So you you can take that into consideration as well. Maybe in 2022, I saw him all the time on the north end of my farm Well, they had beans out there. Well, then 2023 rolled around and I didn't see him as much. But they had corn out that year. So maybe he was on the south end of your farm next closer to a bean field, that kind of thing. All plays into it as well. And then of course, you know, taking your rainfall totals, that's a kind of getting down in the weeds on it, but it's definitely information that's good to have. If it was a dry year, what did he do? If it was a wet year, what did he do? Where was he at? And then when you have those years again, you can kind of predict where he's gonna be. Another one, if you're into moon phase, you can keep track of that, you know, and even if you're not, keep track of it and see if it has any effect, uh, what Come up with your own ideas on what effect it has. You can look at not just what moon phase it's in, but when the moon's rising and setting. If it's underneath of us, if it's over top of us, all that kind of stuff. You can get really in the weeds on moon stuff when it comes to deer movement. But you could take that down as well and correlate it to your pictures and and activity on your cameras and all that stuff. The off-season is upon us, and we all know that the path to success next season starts now. To consistently harvest mature bucks, you need to make the most of the upcoming months. And to do that, you need a solid plan. That's where we can help. If you guys want to improve your property to reach its full potential for wildlife, reach out to us about a consultation. We'll spend time getting to know your property and your goals for your deer herd and use that knowledge to develop a wildlife management plan that will help make the most out of the ground that you have. You can contact us through our website or social media to get started today. Hey, everybody, I appreciate you tuning in for another episode. If you don't already, go over to Instagram and Facebook and give us a follow at Ridge Hunter Outdoors. We also have a private Facebook group called Ridge Hunter Nation where you guys can have some input on the show. You can ask us questions. You can ask upcoming guests questions. You can tell us who you want us to have on and what you want us to talk about. And on top of all that, just use it as a regular hunting group. Share your stories, your success, pictures, your failures, whatever it is. That's all at Ridge Hunter Nation on Facebook. Our website is RidgeHunterOutdoors.com. That's where you're going to find more info on the consulting and management services that we provide. We also have the podcast posted on the website with some other content as well. And we have our merchandise and our food plot seed. And if you find any of that stuff that you want, make sure you use the discount code RHOPOD. That's all caps, no space. And you get 10% off your entire order there. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or anywhere else that lets you do so, make sure you rate and review That helps us and give us a follow there too. YouTube, our channel is Ridge Hunter Outdoors. You can subscribe to that. Hit the notification bell so you know when everything comes out. The podcast will be posted there. As is our Fall Pursuit Show, which we'll have more of coming up next season. You guys can go back and rewatch everything that we did this year. We had 10 episodes on that. We're hopefully going to do some turkey hunting this spring. And of course, we'll have all our off-season content on YouTube as well. So thanks to everybody who already does follow and subscribe. If you don't, make sure you go do that. Now let's get back to the episode. And why we look at all this is because all of that information is going to help you make decisions on when and where to hunt not only one specific deer, but also just in general, where your deer might be based on the activity you've seen throughout the last year on your cameras. So you've seen this activity on these days in this weather by this crop um, during this time of day, and they were doing this, you know, all that kind of stuff helps you develop a strategy for next season. And not only when it comes to hunting, but it can also help you develop your strategy for what to habitat improvements to make, what to plant your food plots for the upcoming year. All of that stuff you can gain just by going through your trail camera data from this past season. And this especially helps when you can compile data over multiple years. So if you do this, if you've not done this before and you start this year, You're still going to have an edge going into next season, but then even the season following, now you have two years of data, especially if you start to build history with a certain deer, you can see what he likes to do year over year. There's certain deer that will show up that I've seen year over year in a certain date range is pretty much when they're going to show up. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be the exact same day, although that does happen, but you can just about guess within five days that that deer is going to be at least in the area again. That's just how they work. They do stuff the same year over year, a lot of times. And again, especially depending on all those other factors, but that's something that you can build over time. And then you can become really good at predicting where these deer are going to be. It helps really what it does is help give you the best chance of being in the right place at the right time. We always talk about that. Like you can do all this stuff to prepare and get ready and do everything right, but you still have to be in the right place at the right time. And with that does come a little bit of luck. But if you put all of this information into it and do all the necessary scouting, then you're upping your chances of being lucky. You're not just relying on straight dumb luck and and hoping he's going to come by. You're saying, okay, the last two years, this buck has showed up on my farm by this food plot on November 4th through November 8th. So I know that's where I need to be on these wins to hunt that deer and give myself the best chance of him walking by. That's the guys that you see consistently killing big deer yes, there's some luck involved, but also this is the kind of stuff that they're doing to make sure they're successful. So don't delete all your pictures, you know, take some time to sort through them, go and, and analyze all this data, put them in different files. If you need to take notes, all of that kind of stuff, study all that, and then put together your plan for next season. I really think that's going to help you guys. That, that's a, a game changer, has been a game changer for me, just analyzing trail camera data from year over year, putting it into my strategy for the next season. So hopefully that helps you guys out, you know, give you a little tidbit there and you can use that going into not only this off season, but then especially going into next season hunting. So I appreciate you guys tuning in. Don't forget to listen to Monday's episode with Dusty. That was a good one as well. That's going to do it for this week. Have a good weekend.